Well, hello everybody and welcome. I'm Peter Goldstein, founder and chief synergy officer for We Did That Health, where it's our mission to empower grassroots ambassadors to be more effective, inspiring, hopeful curiosity with our friends and loved ones. And I am really excited today for a very special event uh, that is actually brought to us with the uh, Empowered Vegan Passion Pod. So I'll tell you more about it and you'll find out more about our community, our Thrive and Inspire community that's organized in Passion Pods. And today this event is brought to us by the Empowered Vegans Passion Pod. And I am just so excited to have Dr. Angela Crawford host this event. And with that, I would love to introduce Angela and welcome everybody. Hi, welcome everyone. I'm really excited to be here. Um, you know, we have these weekly presentations by different experts and leaders in the plant-based world um, from all over. And so we're really honored today to have Peg House Arliss with us, who is a psychotherapist in upstate New York. And so I feel a special connection to her because I'm also a therapist in upstate New York, and we also both are um, having passion, um, not passion pods, yes, passion pods, but also plant pure pods in our local communities. So that's another common thread. Um, so Peg, I'm just so glad you're here. And um, Peter, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say before we introduce Peg and have her kind of dive right in, because she's gonna share more about herself um, in her presentation. No, I'm just really happy to have us here. And I'm really excited for this presentation with Peg. So Peg, please, please go ahead. Okay, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, do you wanna show my screen? You guys? You go. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so again, thanks for uh, having me and I would like to introduce myself and introduce this presentation. And if you are watching this, if you've got pen and paper, that would be cool because there's a little bit of writing I'd like to engage in. So if you want, if you're recording, watching the recording, you could pause right now and go get that. So hopefully you have that. But I am going to introduce, I am Peg Host Arliss, and this is Fear to Freedom, Freedom Fitness, Strength Training for Mind, Body, and Spirit. This talk is about mental fitness from self-sabotage to self-mastery. And it's all about showing up as the compassionate humanitarian you know you are and the vegan leader you need to be. So this is great for that passion pod, right? And we're going to talk a little bit about um, being a reluctant vegan leader. So let me ask you this. Are you a reluctant vegan leader? What do I mean by that? You might struggle with fears and self-doubt, lack of confidence, imposter syndrome, to the point where you have stalled your dreams or goals or actually have given up on them altogether. You may feel that you are meant for something more, but too afraid to try, or you do try, but you end up self-sabotaging all your efforts. So that's what today's talk is about. And I'm going to get back to that, but I'm going to introduce myself first. So who am I? I am Peg Hostarlis, 
a licensed clinical social worker. I'm also a certified cognitive therapist, a holistic health coach, a certified positive intelligence coach, and an aroma freedom practitioner. And professionally, I have been a therapist since 1999. And then in 2006, I uh, broke out and went into my own private practice. And in 2016, I think it was, I wrote a book, uh, Break Anxiety Breakthrough, Break Out of Fear, Breakthrough to Freedom. And then I created a program called Freedom Fitness, Strength Training for Mind, Body, and Spirit. And about the vegan part, around 2016 also, I think, is when I started my Facebook group called Flavor, Finger Lakes Area Vegan Organization. And I did that because um, you might understand this, Angela, around upstate New York. There is so much going on in all around me. I am in a vegan desert. So there is to the an hour west of me is Rochester. They have all kinds of great things going on. Um, to the east of me is Syracuse. They have they have a lot of things going on that is available for vegans. And Ithaca is to the south, and they have a lot of things going on that is vegan. And where I am in very rural upstate New York, we have nothing. So I wanted to bring rural vegans together. And that's why, why I created this Facebook group. And it is also attached now to the Plant Pure community. And as of late, more recently, I am also a Rochester Lifestyle Medicine facilitator. So that's me professionally. Um. And a little bit about, I would like to tell you about my vegan journey, my vegan story. So oh, the first part of this is, I shall say, I believe that we are all born vegan, but we don't know it. So that's just how I look at it. And our society, our culture has us believe otherwise. So that's the first part. I believe we're all born vegans. But as a child, I was a vegan in my heart, but I didn't identify as that. And that's all about how I was raised. And as you can see me as a little girl here, I had um, all kinds of animals. I had my Ricky raccoon and I had my puppies and I've had every animal you could think of. And I was so blessed to have parents who really <laughs> encouraged that. I mean, there's my dad right there in the middle. And I don't know if you can see it, if it's big enough, but he's got Ricky on his shoulder. I mean, so I was so blessed to have parents that encouraged my love of animals. That was so natural and in my heart. And the next chapter of my vegan journey, on the picture on the left, I was in my 20s. And my husband and I visited Farm Sanctuary in Watkins Glen. And we... I mean, we didn't realize it at the time, but we walked out of there never eating meat again. And I, I hear that a lot from a lot of people who visit Farm Sanctuary. And so that's what happened to us. And it was the early 90s. And, um, you know, when it was a journey for us, we didn't we weren't vegan then. It was a journey like a lot of people where we had we were vegetarians and we started out without the meat and then we moved towards um, the chicken and turkey was included there, but then it was the fish was the last part 
of that phase. We gave up fish last. Um, so that continued on through age 40. And the picture on the right is kind of like the next chapter. That's when I turned 40. And at the same time, my sister Anne is there and my father is there. And it was a trifecta of events because I turned 40 and my sister was struggling and died of brain cancer. And my father shortly died after that. Um, and he struggled with significant crippling rheumatoid arthritis and he struggled with um, uncontrolled type 1 diabetes and with all that going on and me turning 40 I you know again a, a divine intervention right again it was a shift another up leveling in my vegan journey where I started to say I need to you know make sure I stay healthy as possible so that's when I went to Integrative uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition and became a health coach. I wanted to learn more about how to be a healthy vegan because I definitely, my husband and I were junk food vegans up to that point from our early 20s up to that point. And then I learned all about that over the years. And it's been 20 years since then. So 40 to, I'm almost 60 now, 20 years of learning how to eat healthier and healthier and that's been a journey and as of not too long ago i took it to another level where i got involved with rochester lifestyle medicine and had an opportunity to be a participant in their jumpstart program and what's divinely timed there is right around that time i think it was two months later i was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, just like my dad. But you know what? It was divine timing because when I did that program, all these symptoms that I was having over the years that were kind of um, on and off and um, varied, that program going two weeks without any oil, any um, nuts or seeds, just completely 100% clean eating, that really took away any symptoms I was having. So that was another jumpstart, another level in my vegan journey. And so now I'm a facilitator for them because, you know, whenever I get involved with something that really works for me, I want to do it. I want to join in and share it with other people. So I'm very happy that I'm a part of that now. Um, so that's kind of like my vegan journey. Professionally, I wanted to share in a holistic way with my clients, um, more of a holistic approach, not just the psychology, but the, you know, how to eat, how, how food affects our emotions and also how it affects our spirit, how both of those actually ignite our spirit. So that's how I turned into a holistic psychotherapist. Um, so, which brings me to my work, which is Freedom Fitness, and how I work, again, inspire your mind, invigorate your body, and ignite your spirit. I'm going to stop right there. Um, does anybody have any comments about, like, I, I know you resonate so much with um, living in upstate New York, Angela, for example, and going to Farm Sanctuary and knowing about that. Yeah, I, I definitely do. 
um, Farm Sanctuary really helped me go from being vegetarian to vegan and um, just brought, you know, it just, I don't know, it brought it home for me really what, what happens to animals and the way they truly want to live um, versus what happens to them in factory farming and, and other animal agriculture. And Gene Bauer's story, you know, he's the founder of Farm Sanctuary, just of how he, I don't know, how he started that, the first actual farm, animal farm sanctuary, you know, probably in the world. That just is an inspiring story. So yes, I can really resonate. And I just was recently at Farm Sanctuary. I, I always feel good when I go there. Nice. Nice. So that is really important, not just in my vegan story, but in my professional story too, because I brought that to my holistic practice. Mm -hmm. And so I talk about three keys. Key one, inspire your mind. I'm going to talk about each of those briefly. And then today we're going to focus on the mental fitness part, which is key one. So really quickly, key one, inspire your mind. The definition of mental fitness is your capacity to respond to life's challenges with a positive rather than a negative mindset. And the impact of that is you can eliminate self-sabotage. Uh, you can make happiness your first choice. I talk about happiness as being a choice, not a an emotion actually. And peace of mind, finally. And, all, and I talk about, you know, even though that is vital, the psychology piece is vital. It's not enough. Mind and body go together. And so that's why it's very important to incorporate, I call it invigorate your body. It's the physical fitness part, how to eat and treat your physical body for health and happiness, which for me, I teach about healthy food, fun movement. I rather call it that than exercise. Um, limiting exposure to environmental toxins. So all that falls under under how to invigorate your body um, and the impact of that, sustained energy, restful sleep, a roadmap for optimal health and managing stress. And finally, as you're building your emotional muscle, as you're you know, learning how to take care of your body, you are automatically igniting your spirit. But we go into that in detail too. So we learn about how to feed our spirit, not with the food that you put in your mouth, but the primary food of life, which is everything that fills up your spirit, like, um, like veganism, like relationships, positive relationships, um, dreams and goals. And this is speaking to what the topic was in the first place, inspiring vegan leaders. Because if, you know, that's igniting your spirit. And if you are in such fear and insecurities, then you are not able to do this the way you want to. So that's how, for me, this ties in all together. And the impact is instead of feeling anxious, which is my specialty, by the way, I didn't mention that. Um, instead of being anxious and focused on the future, we're grounded in the present instead of being focused in the past, which can feel regretful and depressing. We are hopeful moving forward and taking our wisdom nuggets, as I like to call it, taking our wisdom nuggets from the past, wisdom looking back. So that's what happens when you 
work on all three of these kind of simultaneously. But today we are going to focus on the mental fitness piece. And this work is um, from Shirzad Shamin's work from Positive Intelligence. And as a Positive Intelligence coach, that's where this piece is coming from. So right here's the paper and pen part. So if you have paper and pen, I'd like you to think about something you've been trying to accomplish or something, you know, you would like to accomplish, but you've been feeling stuck with it. Think about something in your life where something's holding you back from accomplishing it. It could be anything from a big dream or, and goal to something as small as trying to lose weight, right? Think of something that you've just been trying to do, but something is holding you back or you feel stuck and you keep spinning your wheels. Think of something like that. And I'll give you a second to think about what that might be, a personal goal, a financial goal, a business goal, anything at all, a health goal, something that, you know, it's like, oh, I really want it, but it doesn't feel possible. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you to write down some reasons why you don't think it's possible. And I got my book here that I wrote, and there's a little exercise in it. I'm going to use that as a reference. And I want you to think about these things as I'm reading them. This is about your mindset. And if any of these resonate with you, jot them down, okay? How true are these statements for you? I tend to be a worrier. I tend to take things personally. I'm pretty sensitive. What if, what if, what if there's that anxiety? What if this, what if that? Oh no. I have to admit I'm a pretty negative thinker. I've always been an anxious person. I've always been a shy person. I worry what others think of me. I often think I don't measure up. I'm not good enough or smart enough. I often imagine the worst case scenario in many situations. I tend to be a perfectionist. I tend to be a people pleaser. Feeling certain, having a routine, and knowing the plan all sound really good. I get bored pretty easily. I'm easily stressed over everyday common life challenges. It's important to be successful in whatever I do. It's not easy for me to love and trust people. So if any of those resonate with you, jot them down or just have, if you're not, if you don't have paper and pen, just kind of try to pick one out or one or two and see what resonates with you. And then whatever you thought about that thing that you're having trouble accomplishing, think about this. Think about what, you know, you want out of your life right now. And what do you think prevents you from that? So I'm going to read a few examples of what might you think prevents you from having that right now? Is it panic or anxiety challenges? Again, this, I gear toward panic and anxiety because that's my specialty. Um, but for you, maybe it's something like low self-confidence, fear of change. Again, if any of these resonate with you, jot them down. Fear of success, fear of failure, fear of rejection. Fear of disappointing others. 
lack of time. I just don't have time to, to do what I want to do. Lack of motivation. It's hard to get motivated to do it. Disorganization. You just seem to, you know, you can't seem to get yourself organized around whatever it is. Feeling overwhelmed. Other people. It's, it's somebody else that's getting in your way. Feelings of depression. Fear of disapproval. Situations beyond my control. I can't do it. I can't achieve it because of this or that. Um, you know, situations. It's my kids. It's my husband. It's my job. Relationship concerns, speaking of. Money issues or anything else you can think of that I didn't mention. What is it that in your mindset says that you can't achieve whatever it is? We're going to come back to this. So this is, that's it for now, but we're going to come back to this. So mental fitness, again, we're going to talk about how to grow the three core mental muscles that you need to thrive in challenging times. And again, this comes from Shirzad's work. And he has combined, his work combines positive psychology, performance science, neuroscience, with my favorite cognitive behavioral psychology, which in, brings it all together into his work in positive intelligence. And he bases his research um, with hundreds of CEOs and their executive teams, Stanford students, world-class class athletes, 500,000 participants from 50 countries, many families and forums from his YPO community. And he wrote a bestseller book, best-selling book you can find on positive intelligence on his website if you want to learn more. So the power of factor analysis is really how he researched this and came up with all this. And factor analysis for those research geeks out there, I am not one of them, but some of you guys might want to know the research on that. It discovers the root cause and it results in radical simplification. For example, at the root of thousands of colors are only three factors, right? Red, yellow, and green. And this is great because it simplifies his work because there's only three core muscles at the root of mental fitness. And they are saboteur interceptor, sage, and self-command. And why I love this and resonated with it so much is because the cognitive piece, I'm a cognitive therapist, and it really brought it to life in a way that was fun and simple. And so that's why I resonated with this so much as a cognitive therapist. And you're going to see why in a minute. So turns out from the research, we all have 10 saboteurs and five sage powers. And it's interesting to know how these are driving us in our day-to-day -day life. And we're going to talk about the first um, muscle, which is the saboteur interceptor. And we're going to talk about the judge first. So all those things that you wrote down just a minute ago, all those reasons, all those beliefs, that is the judge talking. And in cognitive therapy, we call that 
the core, our core beliefs. But that's why I had you do that exercise. I wanted you to identify the, the harsh, critical, internal judge that we all have inside of us. You can identify them with statements of I am, that is core beliefs or the judge of ourselves. I'm not smart enough. I can't do this. I'm not um, young enough, old enough. All those self-deprecating beliefs that we have about ourselves. We also have beliefs about others. Others can't be trusted. Um, others will hurt me. And we have judgments about situations or the world. The world isn't safe. You know, the world is out to get you. You know, we all have beliefs about ourselves, others in the world. And in cognitive therapy, we call those core beliefs. Here we call them the judge. It's that harsh, self-critical um, voice inside that's really stops us in our tracks. Now, if it was just the judge we had to worry about, we could probably fight the judge with our sage, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the judge is, he, he, the judge doesn't play fair. He brings together a set of an army of accomplices. So I hope you can see these little accomplices here. If it's big enough on your screen, we all tend to have a little bit of each of these, but we tend to be driven by a couple at the top. And it's things like the controller, the hyperachiever, restless, stickler, the pleaser, the hypervigilant. And as an anxiety specialist, and as someone who's experienced anxiety, the hypervigilant was my top, um, as, as well as the hyperachiever. The avoider is there, the victim is there, and the hyperrational. So these are all ways we deal with the judge. So in cognitive therapy, we talk about them as our intermediate beliefs, if-then statements. If, you know, um, I'm not smart enough, so I'm going to make sure I hyperachieve. So that's what these sticklers, that's what these um, saboteurs are all about. And in that exercise, I wanted to have you bring them up for yourselves. All of those examples that I had you write down, that's your judge talking. Those are your saboteurs talking. So which ones can you put in these nice little neat boxes? Do you have the high achiever where I have to get an A in everything I do? Do you have the restless where um, you start out highly motivated, but then get easily distracted with shiny objects, as they say, right? The next, the next thing. Um, are you hypervigilant? Are you so scared that you startle easily and you're, you, you are not, and you're being triggered easily by, by dangers that may or may not be there. That's a lot to do with anxiety. Um, we're going to talk about the stickler. I'm going to use the stickler as an example. So here, as you can see, James, he took the assessment. So by the way, you can take an assessment to see which of these sticklers are acting up in your life. If you go to, um, I'm going to give you the link for that at the end, but you could take this fun little quiz and see which of these saboteurs are playing with you the most. And again, 
we all have all of them. And, and so James here, he, his controller is the top, followed by the avoider and the hypervigilant and the pleaser tied for second. And then the other ones fall away. And I picked the stickler because that seems to be a very common one to give you an idea of what that looks like. Perfectionism, the need for order and organization taken too far. And that's the key with that. It's taken too far. Um, the characteristics might be punctual, um, perfectionistic, can be irritable, um, can is highly sensitive to criticism. You might have thoughts like, you know, if you don't, if you right is right, wrong is wrong. Um, I know, I know the right way. If you can't do it perfectly, don't do it at all. The stickler, right? It's, I always give the example of my stickler shows up when I'm trying to write an email and it can take me so long to write a simple email because I'm too much of a stickler. And, you know, the other way it used to show up when I was in school is writing a paper, right? Is like, oh my God, it used to take me so long because the stickler would have to be just so. So does anybody relate to that? Is any, are you, tell me what's resonating with you now so far, if anything. Well, I can speak up. <laughs> I certainly resonate, Peg. Um, the stickler, like, yes. <laughs> and of course, some of those qualities help us, you know, get through graduate school and, and in some of these other things in life. But you're right, when they're, when they go too far, they can paralyze us um, and keep us from getting anything done. So um, I can totally relate to that. And I love this whole theory. I've heard someone else tell me about this um, positive intelligence, and now I'm really intrigued to learn more about it. Um, I, I was trained in a form of therapy called internal family systems, which really draws on some of these ideas of these parts of us that, you know, kind of interfere sometimes and try to, <laughs> try to control what we do in ways that are not always helpful. Um, so I appreciate you sharing this, Peg. And it looks like there's someone else here from Facebook that is saying, this is so me, 100%. Um, yes, 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 yes. And so, you know, there's, yeah. So there are so many ways to look at this in other modalities, like cognitive therapy, like fit inner, you know, internal family systems. I really like this and a lot of other ways to do it because it just brings the point home. Something might just hit you and might finally give you an aha moment. You know, it's, I've heard this stuff before, but it's said in a different way. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And so here's the thing. And you kind of alluded to that where you said, you know, we need our stickler. We need it. It is, it has helped me get where I am today. But the thing is, the saboteurs motivate you through negative emotions and the sage, which we'll talk about in a minute, motivates us through positive emotions. That is the difference. So I mentioned that I hyperachiever was strong with me. It's why I have so many sticking certifications, because it was never enough. No, I don't know enough yet. I have to have this one and then this one and then this one. And it was fear. It was motivated through fear of not being enough. That is the difference. What these saboteurs tend to, to be, which is really interesting, is it takes your best qualities 
and overdone that overdoes them and makes them your worst enemy. So I'm the hyperachiever, but in saboteur mode, it's driven out of fear. But it's my natural love of learning is really what it is, which is my sage, my natural strength, my natural love of learning, which motivates you through sage, which is empathy, curiosity, creativity, passion, and purpose. Saboteurs is that part of your brain that's activated with the amygdala, the fight or flight response. That's where your saboteurs are. I always talk about pulling the fire alarm and you pull the fire alarm, it alerts you to danger, but it's not meant to be lived in. We'll talk about that in a second too. So living in saboteur land might generate some success, but not happiness. I, you know, got through college driven by fear. I made it. I, I, you know, it, I was successful in it, but it was not happy time. It was, I was so full of anxiety and that's why I'm an anxiety specialist because that time was the most time that I've ever had with panic attacks. And it was because my saboteurs and my judge were playing with me big time. Does that make sense? I got what I needed. I achieved it, but I was not happy. Whereas the sage generates your highest success and sustained happiness. That's the difference. So like you said, Angela, aren't negative emotions good for you? Isn't my stickler good for me? Isn't my hyperachiever good for me? You know, I've accomplished so much. So we hear this all the time. So let's ask this question. Is pain good for you? Yes, pain is good for you, but just for a second, right? Just as an alert. Negative emotions are helpful. We need to take heed of our the message of emotions. There, We have negative emotions. I don't even like calling them negative emotions. I call them emotions that don't feel good because they're necessary. But they're only helpful to take heed of the message. So let your emotions be your guide and take heed of the message that it has for you. That's the point and the beauty of negative emotions. They're here as an alert system. But staying in them hurts your ability to see clearly and respond with empathy, curiosity, creativity, or laser-focused action. You are always alerted. You are always um, in that fight-or-flight mode to some degree. So negative emotion equals alert. Important message, saboteur means you're living in that negative emotion for too long. Hope this is making sense. And then that brings us to the second muscle, which is the sage. I've been alluding to that, mentioning the sage. And the sage lives in that part of the brain associated with positive emotions, peace and calm, clear-headed laser focus, creativity, big picture, and it operates from the sage perspective. And the sage perspective is that every outcome or circumstance can be turned into a gift or opportunity. And that can be a hard pill to swallow. Um, but have you ever had an experience where you've said that I never want to go through that ever again, but it's because of that experience 
it's made me who I am or it needed to happen. A common example is like, you know, taking your health for granted and then one day you have a heart attack and then bam, and then it prompts you, you know, it compels you to do something and create a better health than you ever had. That's just a simple example of the sage perspective that every outcome or circumstance can be turned into a gift or opportunity. And I gave two examples in my personal life, um, turning 40, my sister, my dad, that was tragic, but I took unexpectedly. I mean, it, it, I didn't reason like that. It just kind of happened um, at the time, right? I took that as a gift or opportunity, but I didn't think about it like that then. Right. Um, and so this is what the sage perspective is. And that is where your highest inner knowing is. You know, I always tell people you're your own wise counselor. All you need is within you. You have the answers. And if you activate your sage, you'll be able to find them. If you're in amygdala land, you're going to be driven by fear and you're not going to be able to see what's really the truth. That's, that's really key. What's really the truth because your saboteurs and your judge is going to lie to you. The judge says you're not good enough. Big fat lie. Okay. And the saboteurs will say, no, see, you're not good enough because you didn't get, you know, you didn't pass or you didn't make the grade or you didn't, you're too old. Lie, lie, lie. But they're so convincing. And the sage perspective helps you to see clearly and take that veil off and see the truth. Which brings me to the third muscle. How do you get to sage? And from this um, work, through Shirzad's work, he came up with something called self-command. The self-command muscle. You have to flex that self-command muscle. And that's where mental fitness comes in. Mental fitness is learning how to flex the muscle that clears out the negative energy, clears out the negative voice, all that judge voice, and gets you to sage. And again, there's a million ways to do that. In, in this way, we're talking about PQ reps. So reps meaning you're going to flex a muscle, right? You're going to flex that sage muscle. And instead of explaining it, I'd like to take you through just a minute of it. And really what it is, it's a grounding exercise. And we're going to call it a PQ rep because what it's doing is it's calming that amygdala down and giving some space to allowing that part of your brain to calm down, calm down that fire alarm and bring in that wise counselor. So let's play with this a little bit. I'm going to take you just through a really brief grounding exercise, um, which is called in this genre, a PQ rep. So let's do it. If you feel comfortable to do this with me, you guys, we're going to get comfortable in our chair and we're going to just sit comfortably. If you're comfortable and everybody listening, feel free to join in. Close your eyes if you're comfortable and just let's take a nice deep breath in. Nice, easy breath in. A nice, easy breath out. Notice any tension. 
that you might be having right now and just consciously release it. it might be in your shoulders. And just feel the weight of your feet on the floor. Feel the weight of your body in the chair if you're sitting. And just focus on your breath right now. There are so many ways to do this with all your senses. And we're just going to use the, the sense of touch right now for this exercise. So right now, bring your hands together and your finger, move your fingertips together with such attention that you can almost feel the ridges on your fingertips. Focus all your attention on that touch and those sensations. And now move your hands and your palms so they touch just gently up and down, feeling all the sensations in the palms of your hands. Focus all your attention. If a thought comes, let it go. Notice it and let it go. Now gently put your hands on your lap and just take another nice easy breath in. And as you do so, gently move your, your lips up so to create a nice soft smile. Just a nice soft smile. And gently look up just a little bit so your energy is looking up. You're smiling, gentle smile, and just breathe that in. And think peace. And imagine that peace running through your veins. Just imagine that and feel it. Notice what you feel as you think about peace going through your whole body. Just notice what you feel. Notice what you feel in your emotions, your thoughts. And when you're ready, just come back. What was that like for you? What did you notice? Did you notice anything in your body, in your thoughts, in your emotions? Anything at all? It was, um, for me, quieting, <clears throat> calming. That's where sage lives. That's where our inner knowing lives, in that quiet, in that peace, without the mental chatter. And will we have mental chatter? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And you might have had an experience where that wasn't maybe even uncomfortable. And that's okay, too, because we're all in different stages of this. Some people have been doing this kind of work for a long time 
and still our thoughts can drift and and we can you know drift in and out of that feeling of anxiety or that feeling of dis-ease um, so this is all about mental muscle this is all about building mental muscle and our muscle mental muscle isn't always you know strong and but this is the simplicity this exercise is the essence and the simplicity of the operating system the pq operating system which is just this if you're feeling a negative emotion catch it you may be in saboteur mode so that's how you do it you catch it you let your emotions be your guide oh i'm feeling anxiety right now <sighs> am i in saboteur mode and I talk about this in my work as necessary versus unnecessary emotion. And I get way more into that in my work with you, but you learn to identify the difference because anxiety is a necessary emotion. But if you're living in it, it's likely saboteur mode. So you catch it. You do some PQ reps to quiet your saboteurs and activate the sage. And when you activate the sage, that's when you can assume the sage perspective and remembering that every problem can be solved with converting it into a gift or opportunity. You might not be able to do that right away, but you got the power of the five sage powers, which we haven't even talked about. But when you're activated in sage, you have these five sage powers that he comes up with these characters. I love it. And it's your power of empathy empathy for yourself, empathy for others. When you're hijacked, when your saboteurs hijack you, think about it, but you are triggered. You're all about, you know, being negative and being, you know, self-critical and critical of others. Empathy for who, what, what's that? You're not there. When you're in sage, you can activate that power of empathy for yourself and others. Um, you can innovate, you can, you know, you can have that curiosity to solve problems. You can navigate what's going on here. How can this be solved? That's where Sage is. That's how you can, you know, that's just your amygdala quieted down where you can have your rational mind, your, you know, there's other names for it. Monkey mind. Have you had heard that? phrase Angela probably where um you're I've been calling it your amygdala but some people call it your monkey mind right your primitive brain quieting that down and letting the cortex come in and be logical and rational and big picture so that is it and then um so really a quick review your saboteur interceptor muscle is your saboteurs generate all your negative emotions, including your stress, anxiety, self-doubt, anger, avoidance, procrastination, insensitivity to or discontent. Mental fitness requires the ability to intercept and discredit your saboteurs because remember, they're liars. And then the self-command muscle is your um, you boost your ability to command your mind to quiet the saboteur region and amplify the sage region um, using simple daily exercises like what we just did for a second there you will learn to run your own brain rather than allow your saboteur hijacked brain to run you that's what mental fitness is really all about and the sage muscle your sage is the one in you that handles challenges with a clear and calm mind and positive emotions. It also has access to your five primary powers for peak 
performance. You learn to, learn to boost all five powers and know when to use which power. So then the question is, is it really possible to just shift from saboteur to sage response even in tough challenges? The answer is yes, but the speed and depth of the shift depends on mental muscle, your mental muscle strength. So lasting positive change requires 20% insight and 80% mental muscle. So just like physical um, fitness, you can't just know it's a good idea to go to the gym. You just can't know it's a good idea um, to eat well for your body. You know what to do. It's really flexing that mental muscle, which is 80%, learning how to build that emotional muscle. That's 80%. Insight, which is what we talked about today. Everything we talked about today was that in that 20% insight. Except for that little PQ rep, that was how to build that emotional mental muscle. And that takes time and intense initial practice. You have to get that ball rolling and then eventually it becomes your second nature. That's the beauty. Like any habit, you're forming a habit and it becomes your second nature. But you, at first you got to get that momentum. You got to get that intense initial practice. So I am going to leave you with that and questions and comments. Oh, I forgot this. By the way, you guys, if you want to learn more about me and my work, um, and if you want to take that quiz, you can go to right here, positiveintelligence.com and take that assessment and find out which saboteurs um, are playing with you the most. You will get a series of 10 emails from Shirzad, not from me, but from them. So you should know that if you take that quiz, you're going to get a series of 10 emails, but they're really fun because they give you really good tips on this. And I won't get your results. So if you want to share your results with me, I would love to know. Um, you can email me your results at pegatpeghaas.com. And if you really want to get in touch with me, you can schedule with me on my calendar. But I just wanted you to know that you won't get that those emails from me. You'll be getting them from him. So I won't know what your results are. But let me know. Thank you, Peg. That, was, that was wonderful. I just... Um, another way of thinking about all this and I really resonate. Um, there's a comment here from someone that I think they're naming a challenge that many of us have. The problem is staying in the saboteur area for some unconscious benefit. Could you share some about that, Peg, or respond yes. to that? The unconscious benefit, that's the key, yes, because your saboteurs will lie to you and say, um, I need my hyperachiever. How would I get things done? I need my stickler. How would I get things done? I'd be, a, your judge is going to say, and your saboteur is going to say, if you don't, you will, you're not, you're going to, you're going to fail. You're going to be lazy, you know? And so that's, that is the lie of the saboteur. And again, I, you know, the unconscious benefit, uh, I, in addition is remember your greatest strengths 
that's what the saboteurs tend to do is take your greatest strengths and turn them into your saboteurs. So my love of learning turned into the hyperachiever. But the difference is I have to I, or else I'm not good enough or else I'll fail. Um, pleaser is another one. That's that's one that a lot of people struggle with is pleasing people. If I'm not not nice, if I don't, you know, do what everybody else wants me to do, if I'm not nice to them all the time, if I put myself second, if I don't do that, they I won't be loved. They won't love me. They won't like me. So the unconscious benefit is all about whatever the fear is. So the benefit is I'm going to make sure I'm loved. I'm going to make sure I achieve. That's the unconscious benefit, but it's all fear-driven. I hope that answered your question. It's a stressful way to live. Yeah. And we're all human. And it's not about 100%... Um, you know, having this be a hundred percent, I'm, I've achieved it now. Yeah. No. Yeah. And Florence is the one posting this and she's adding, we're also wired to seek comfort and keep the status quo. <laughs> I can relate by to default. that. By default, our, 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 it protects us. So by default, we will go to the negative. And by default, we can do that over and over and create a negative habit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's always easier, you know, at least on the surface to do what's familiar, what's comfortable. Um, but, you know, starting to question, you know, are the messages that are going on in my head really helping me towards what I want? And, and, and you know, in this case, many, much of our audience, you know, are vegans who want to have a bigger impact. Yes. So maybe you could speak to that briefly, Peg, how does like understanding these concepts help someone who wants to be a more empowered and effective vegan ambassador or advocate? Yeah. I mean, that falls beautifully into this because uh, the first thing was, are you a reluctant vegan leader? And by leader, I don't mean, um, you know, like think of a famous vegan leader. I mean, being a vegan leader within yourself, leading yourself as a vegan leading and it can mean leading others as well. So what is it, you know, that is holding you back? What is it that is getting in your way when it comes to your dreams and aspirations in whatever that means for you as a vegan? Are you having trouble, you know, being a vegan and, and falling back and eating animals again if you don't want to? The saboteurs are going to say, you can't do this. This is too much. This is too hard. You, you know, um, Everybody says you got to eat meat and you can't go to a party and, and be with your family and they're rejecting you. That's saboteur, right? So you, so when you're mentally fit, when you are in your stage, you will have the strength and the courage to lead yourself and do what you want and what you know is in your heart and not play small and not shy, shy back. Mm -hmm. The avoider is one of the saboteurs. Right? The avoider. Yeah. Avoiding discomfort. Um, avoiding speaking up. Avoiding, right? Yeah. And so you're getting me thinking. So once someone recognizes, okay, I'm kind of stuck in a negative emotion, a negative mental loop of 
thoughts that are not helping me be a better vegan advocate or a, or a healthier vegan in general. Um, and so they do an exercise sort of like what you did earlier, where we calm our mind and, you know, kind of reconnect with that wise part of our brain. Yeah. What might we do then? You know, once we're more in the sage part of our brain, that wise kind of compassionate empowered part of our brain, what might be a next step then to like help us take wise action? I love it. Activate is one of the sage powers. Mm. So it allows us to have what we need to get the answers, right? And sometimes when I do these um, meditations, I'll ask a question. What do I need to know? What you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I and use your own language, but I'll often use the angels, right? I'm, I'm, I love using the guidance of the angels or, or the higher power, whatever you're going to call it. And I say, what, what do I need to know? What will you have me be? What will you have me do? And then do go into and, you know, get into that quiet mind and listen, listen in because the answers are within you. And you might get a creative idea. You might have a flash of inspiration or a creative idea. Now it can come in. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to. Um, I need to do this or that. And so it comes more easily. Yes. Yeah. No, I can really resonate with that. Um, for me personally, like a few years ago, um, you know, I was fairly new in my vegan part of my journey. Um, and I had the... Um, you know, as I was tuning into what, how to make a difference, you know, I had the insight to start a website and a blog about the interconnection between veganism and psychology and thriving as a vegan, which led to so many other things once I took that first step. But it did take trusting I could do that because, you know, having been an introvert and all of that, thinking, oh, this is not something I can do, you know? So, having to step into that wiser part that just said, well, I'll just take the first step. You have the skills to start there and then see where that leads you. You don't always know all the answers all at once. You just take that first step. Yes. And do you see how you heard your saboteurs and your sage right in that same breath? Yes. That's yes. what we're talking about. It's that inner voice. Mm. It's, it's, it's talking to yourself in a way that, empowers you and and comforts you it's talking to yourself as you would a friend or someone you loved it's really about learning how to do that for yourself yes yes and even those of us in the helping and healing profession we have to learn to do that for ourselves oh, too God. don't we peg <laughs> we're good at helping other people and i think many in our audience you know can relate because many in our audience are very caring people we need to include ourselves too um, it looks like there's a question here. Um, so let's see here. As vegans, we can't afford to play small. And hopefully this will help us step out into our light, into our purpose, right? Yes, yes exactly. So Cassandra has a question. I can't get it why we have to turn ourselves into almost angelic beings smiling without emotions when the per perpetrators ravage the world and its creatures. Mm. That's a tough one. <laughs> I, I have my own thoughts about that, but I'm, I'm interested, Peg, in what you think, you know, um, and, and you read that. 
there is a place for fire and passion. It's not all soft. There is a place for power. Empowerment is oftentimes fire and passion. I have been on the protest lines. That's to me, fire and passion. I have, you know, felt very angry and took it into an empowering way that fires me up. And, and that's angelic too, because angels can be pretty powerful, right? So it's not all soft and, and, and nice. It can be fire and passion, but there's a huge difference between passion and fire and anger. And again, anger is a necessary emotion, but we can't live in it. And it doesn't get us anywhere unless it's made. It's the purpose of anger is to protect ourselves. Somebody just overstepped our boundaries. So we need to protect ourselves. But when we're living in it, it depletes us and it, and it just depletes us. And then we're no good to anybody. So if I may step in here, uh, we are almost out of time. And I would like to say something, Cassandra, I love your passion and I love how much you feel for the world and for the animals and for our well-being. And I, I really, I'm pretty sure what I'm hearing is I'm, I'm not hearing uh, Peg or Angela say that we need to smile without emotions. I think that's probably core to our mission. We're here to not deny our emotions, but in fact, to identify them, to heal them, to move them forward. So, so we can can leverage our emotions and leverage our power and make a difference in the world. So it is not to smile. It is, it is to find out how to and learn how to use that emotion, to learn how to use, uh, use our anger, use our passion, use the passion that we have to change the world. And, you know, that's really very much part of our mission. We're, we're here to, to do that. That's, that's, because it's so important for us all to be happy, healthy uh, vegans and to make a difference in this world so we can have a, a better world for, for everybody, for our children, for our grandchildren, for the animals, for the environment. And that's, and I so appreciate that we can have people like Peg and Angela on our team and, and helping, helping move us forward so that so that we can in fact make a difference because as long as we feel rage, as long as we feel the anger, the only thing we're going to get to is, is really hurt ourselves. Um, would, would you, would you guys agree with that? Or, or uh, am I, I'm not, I'm not a professional. It's just my observation about things as, as I see the world. I really resonate with what you're saying, Peter. I mean, having been a psychologist um, for 25 years, like no matter what problem we're working on, it's not about getting rid of our feelings. And I think as Peg was saying, you know, we're gonna have strong feelings about things. And this, when we awaken to what's happening to animals and the planet, it's one of the strongest emotions we can have. And so it's not about shutting that down. Um, it's really about how do we, channel it in ways that are actually effective yeah you know because as both peter and peg were saying 
you know, anger is a healthy emotion. It not only lets us know when we're being mistreated, but also when there's injustice in general. And so it is very natural. Um, I turn also to people like um, Melanie Joy's work and, and also Claire Mann's work, who was on the other night, as well as what we're sharing here, because it's really all about how do we be healthy ourselves emotionally, physically, so we can be empowered, sustainable advocates for the world we want to create. That's where I see it. That's yes. Thank you, Angela. And and with that, this is a perfect setup for me to to share with everybody uh, and invite everybody to join us for our upcoming 10-week program. So if you go to wedidithealth.teachable, you can sign up for it. If you're a premium member in our community, you'll have opportunities to do more work and, and practice. Go, create. We're creating that gym where we can practice and grow these muscles that, that are so important for us to be uh, for us to be more effective ambassadors for us to not be suffering ourselves and and torturing ourselves with the pain of the things we see whether it's animal suffering or or we have to watch our friends and loved ones be sick and get sicker and sicker and and not really understand that they do have a choice so please join us uh angela marquita will be facilitating a 10-week course which is a a deep dive a master vegan conversations uh, and it's a deep dive on on uh, on Claire Mann's uh, vegan voices program so thank you everybody for being here and Peg I sure look forward to having you on again we've 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 had you and hopefully you'd be available for for a question and answer session at some point in the future and everybody, we've been doing these keynotes uh, on Saturdays at noon Eastern. We're thinking that maybe especially with the summertime, it might be easier for people to participate on a weekday evening. So we're going to play with that. And please keep an eye on our Facebook groups and, and YouTube channel for the times of upcoming in July. So for the month of June, come back. Uh, at noon Saturday Eastern time, we have some some other really wonderful presentations coming up, and do join us for for the ten week master class. So with that, um, I'm complete. Uh, you ladies, uh, anything you'd like to add? Oh, I do notice there. You know, is a question from Angela Biscotti. Certainly. Um, Let's non-premium certification as an ambassador is still ex in existence. And Angela, um, as as a member, your initial membership uh, is uh, is included for now. So what you want to do is is log in. You want to look for for a coupon. Your uh, we have you're uh, participating in the premium community for a 90 day uh, membership. And actually, although you've been a member for a year at this point, your membership, your, your 90 day membership is starting now through August. So what you'll want to do is reach out to Marquita. If you haven't seen emails we've been sending out, there should be a coupon code for you to upgrade your membership that will include 
access to certification materials as well as the the 10-week program. Uh, the 10-week program, I would add that uh, the first 25 people who commit to being to attending the sessions, um, it will be available in person and we'll be recording it. So the content of the 10-week program will be permanently available in that teachable platform for, for our premium members. Um. I think um, Angela might be asking questions too, just to understand the whole membership concept and all of that. Like, do you have to be a premium member to be a member? And, you know, um, can you explain more about membership for people that might be interested in understanding, you know, premium versus free? Or if you want to do that another time, Peter, you can do that. But I just want to note that there's questions about that. Absolutely. Uh, um Okay, and Angela, if you still have more questions, please reach out to me directly on, on Facebook chat. I'm happy to address your specific questions. And generally for everybody, we are launching, uh, we have launched the Thrive and Inspire community uh, a year ago, and we've been offering these presentations since 1st of October. We really have a library of amazing professionals and presentations probably about 200 videos on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't seen that, and you please subscribe and check, check out the wealth of information we have there. But um, our Thrive and Inspire community, there is a, a very substantial free community. So when you go to wediditit.health, look for community, look for creating an account. Uh, it's a free account. We just ask you to create a login. You can then create a profile and and we have groups in that community and the groups are topic focused. So whatever it is that you're passionate about, as many topics as, as you like, uh, you're welcome to join the passion pods. We're calling them passion pods because they're about our passion. Uh, join the passion pods to network with people, like-minded, like-passion people and and network and support each other. And that's also where we're going to uh, have conversations about strategies and seeds to inspire so that we can we can also inspire our friends and loved ones to look at shifting their lifestyle for something that will serve them even more. So, um, okay, yeah, so uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, so, so free community with passion pods, uh, go to we did it that health and uh, and create a create a profile and log in and, and we all look forward to seeing you there. So anything you'd like to add to that, Angela? No, I mean Okay. <laughs> perfect. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's perfect. I, I guess I've said it all, or we, we have said it all at this point. And Peg, thank you so much. It was such a wonderful presentation again. And, and anybody who's, who's really intrigued with, with Peg's work and, and Angela's work, certainly our YouTube channel has a, has numerous, uh, videos, uh, with, with this work. So please check it out. Please connect with, with Peg, with the uh, contact information she shared and with Angela and with us. And thank you so very much for, for being here. Thank you, ladies. And thank you for, for participating live. And thank you everybody for watching it on YouTube. So <laughs> namaste vegan. <laughs> All right. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye everybody.
Bye. Thank you. Thank you.